0: Hi, Ron here, and welcome. We love that you've come to join us here and listen to a lot of our episodes. Please help us continue with this by supporting us through either joining the Barack Centre at thebarakcentre.com or joining us at the Fringe Church at thefringechurch.com and sharing and donating through those sources. And once again, thank you for joining us today. Well, good morning and welcome again to uh, Morning Prayers. We're in Romans at chapter one and the 16th verse, just two verses today. Well, we'll probably spend three days in it because there are three concepts introduced here that are the essence of, uh, of Paul's thought. So he says, I'm proud of the good news for it's the power of God which produces salvation for everyone who believes to the Jew first, then to the Greek. The way to a right relationship with God is revealed in it. When man's faith responds to God's fidelity, just as it stands written, it's the man who is in right relationship with God as a result of his faith who will live. Now, up to here, Paul has been making contact with the people he's going to write to. He's been attracting their attention, uh, drawing them in. Now the introduction's over, the theme is stated. Um, So he begins by saying he's proud of the gospel. Think about that. Those of you that walked through Acts um, with us in the morning, you know, a while ago, can understand Paul. By the way, we'll we'll start loading these devotions up to a YouTube channel, uh, so that if anybody wants to go back and have a look, they can. But it's good to understand the story uh, of Paul out of Acts, just to understand, you know, what this stuff means. But think about it. He's chased out of Thessalonica, smuggled out of Berea. <laughs> Laughed at in Athens, made to look like a fool in Greece, attacked and left for dead, um, you know, constantly arrested, in trouble with all sorts of people, turned on by people who were once friends and so on, all because of the gospel. And he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, I'm proud of it. Whew. There's something about this gospel that makes Paul triumphant, like victorious over everything else. He can sell his soul to this. And if it kills him, he's going to be proud of it. And I've been talking to a few people yesterday, just about exactly that. It's funny. We get involved with Jesus. All sorts of finally, you know, in in worldly terms, bad things happen to us. It costs us a lot. And we're just coming up rejoicing and going, thank you, Lord. (laughs) What is wrong with us? because we've actually met Jesus and found the gospel. It is that good. And that's where Paul starts. So the first big word, the only one we're going to look at this morning, salvation. Now, at the time Paul is writing in the Roman Empire, philosophy had shifted focus. Hundreds of years before, it was a world of order and design, and things were beautiful, and we were growing, and it was empire was building, and it was all just great. And the questions were speculative, natural philosophy. You know, what's what's the world made of? And these really great, cool, happy questions. But the centuries passed, life changed. Um, people lost their bearings. Um, tyrants. Conquerors rose. Uh, great ideas were corrupted and, and life got hard. And philosophy stopped being speculative and became very practical and moral. Um, somebody defined it as it's, philosophy's goal was to build a ring wall of defence against the advancing chaos of the world. Epictetus called his lecture room a hospital for the sick soul. Epicurus called his teaching the medicine of salvation. Seneca, who was a contemporary of Paul's, said that everyone was looking towards salvation. We need to find a hand let down to lift us up. He he was depressed about the human condition. He said our weakness, our inefficiency in dealing with necessary things is manifest. He described himself as a man not to be tolerated. Men love their vices, he said with a sort of despair and hate and love them at the same time. Into that desperate world, Epictetus said, people are seeking a peace not of Caesar's proclamation, but of God's. So there's not been a lot of times in history where global culture was more desperately looking for this thing called salvation. Whatever it was, we may not even be able to define it well, but we need it. And and the the world was looking for this, and Paul pops up. <laughs> and well, Jesus obviously popped up first. And you know, the Bible says at the right moment Jesus came. Jesus is injected into this world, out of all of the history of the Hebrews, into this global world of search for salvation. Jesus arrives. Paul picks it up and starts to bring it into terms. They're gonna, gonna travel. and and stand the test of time. So let's just have a look at the elements of what this salvation is, because it's, it's a wonderful thing to get a hold of. First thing, we have a number of people who are starting to seriously and intentionally explore the ways of healing the sick, physical healing, as well as, you know, comfort and pastoral care. Well, the salvation that Jesus brings, the salvation that Paul preaches... Is not an otherworldly thing it is aimed at rescuing us body and soul and christians have always been committed about that ministry to the the physical needs of people and always committed you know the the signs and wonders the miracles of god have never evaporated completely from the church but when people make themselves available to that ministry it rises again so for those of you for whom that is the hot button at the moment please remember The word, sozo, particularly in the Gospels, it means to heal. It means to save. And how you have to translate it is about 50-50, healing and saving. And the concept of physical healing is included in the word for salvation. The concept of salvation is included in the word for physical healing. So those of you that are pursuing that, pursue it hard. You're on very safe ground. To know that the intention of God, the salvation of God, heals bodies. It is a salvation from danger. Now, this is the stuff we've just covered off in the book of Revelation. It doesn't give us a life that's free of perils and dangers, but it puts us in a place of security in our soul, a place of this, God is with me, who could be against me, no matter what. Um, There's a poem, I I don't like preachers who use poetry, it sounds sort of corny, but this is just a good one. It's written by a guy who's heading off to the First World War. He said, safe shall be my going, secretly armed against all death's endeavour. Safe, though all safety's lost. Safe, where men fall. And if these poor limbs die, safest of all. That's the safety of our salvation. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I can endure all things. I can co-suffer with Christ. I will find Christ even in suffering. So I'm good to go. That's part of it. It doesn't make us snake handlers. You know, It doesn't say, well, we'll just go to wherever our lives to-. No, no, no. But it means that we can walk into dark places. And when we are walking in for Jesus and under the guidance of Jesus, We walk boldly. It's a salvation from mainstream culture. From a crooked and perverse generation, we are saved. Turn from this crooked, perverse generation. The world, and this is, again, something we've seen in Revelation so powerfully. The world in the Bible is a word that is used as a spiritual principle for mainstream culture as it stands corrupt and lost, godless, damaging to people and simply not right. And so the world around us is a problem and we are saved from it. Um, You know, that that whole thing, I'm as good as the next bike. Yeah, that's the problem. (laughs) We're living in this corrupted, crazy world where greed is good, where, you know, he who has most toys wins, all that sort of stuff, where where we will ride over the poor for the price of a, a pair of new sand shoes. Yeah, this is a problem. We are saved from that. It's salvation from being lost. Jesus said, I've come to seek and save the lost. You know, many of us know people who are desperately lost. They just are dithering, going nowhere, no purpose, no direction, just trapped where they are. Some of them trapped in, in just being really, really nice people and offending no one. Some of them trapped in in high-handed sin. Some of them trapped in the damage that has happened to them because of the sins committed against them. Some of them trapped because they just don't even know any better and they're just lost. Jesus said, I came to seek and save the lost. The unsaved man is the guy who's on a road to nowhere. When we get saved, we're going somewhere. It's a salvation from sin. It's a salvation from the immoralities of our life and from the unholiness of our life, those things that offend us, others, and God. And we are like slaves in bondage to that. The philosophers knew that. Paul says salvation sets us free from that. So much to say about that, and we're going to over the course of Romans. It's a salvation from the wrath of God. We're coming to that in the next verses. Suffice to say, for now, all religion, all philosophy, including the atheist philosophies, know there is some sort of ruthless, overriding moral sense war, if you will, in the way the world is made. The nature of things includes judgment and consequences. And everyone knows that. So when we're talking about the wrath of God, in a sense, that's what we're talking about. This is salvation from that. If we are simply judged by any standard of decency, goodness, whatever, we are lost. And if there are consequences for that, we are damned. Salvation breaks that link. It says, but wait, <laughs> there's the book of your life. And there's the Lamb's Book of Life. In in your life, there'll be some things that are praiseworthy and some things we need to talk about in the Lamb's Book of Life. Your name is written, but we break that connection. You're saved by grace. And it's a salvation that points forward to a glorious final triumph where we will see Jesus when he appears, when the omega point will be reached. The whole of human history is not on a road to nowhere. It's on a road that leads to the day of the Lord. It's going to be wonderful. In that day, we will see him. We will be like him. We will be finally and fully saved. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we we need to connect with this word if we're going to understand Paul. Lord, forget Paul. We need to connect with this word. Lord, save us. Lord, thank you that we are in this beautiful journey of salvation that Jesus gets us onto. Thank you, Lord, that you came to seek and save each one of us. And I guess if people are watching this, it means (laughs) in almost every case, no doubt, it's people who've worked that out and have been found. And Lord, our lives journey is now a little bit like Paul's. We are not ashamed of this gospel. We are proud as punch of it. We see its fruit in our lives. It it, it's like peroxide, it effervesces up and all the muck is just dealt with. It, it comes out in power. It's wonderful. So Lord, today, at the beginning of the day, it's just a big thank you. And Lord, we want to walk as the people who have been saved. a, a Strangely otherworldly, yet very connected people. a People who are good while still aware of how far we have to go. people who can see your salvation as a gift that can be offered to others in their need. And Lord, help us to become evangelists of this salvation. People who just get it so intuitively that we can give it away freely in ways that people just go, oh, thank you. And Lord, I want to break that power that that holds religious people in that world where where people look at and say, I don't want that religious rubbish. Father, we want, to, we want to just meet people who, who need what you've got and that we can be what Paul describes later as fit ministers of this new covenant. So God, make us good at this, both in experiencing it and in ministering it. And give us a crack today, Lord. Give us someone that we can love on in Jesus' name. Someone where we could point to a better, different, saved way of living. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. Thank you for listening to another episode. And please, don't forget to sign up to thebarackcenter.com or thefringechurch.com and help support us so we can reach many more. Thank you again for joining us today.